Welcome back to Stationary and Sassy, a Fast and Furious quarantine podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Hampton. And I'm your other host, Penelope Fiffin. How's it going, Jamie? It's going all right. Yeah. How's it going with you? Oh, I, no. I, am, <laughs> I am alive. Now you get to do my thing. <laughs> I'm, glad that you're, I'm glad that you're alive. Well, we're, we're never okay. Um, <laughs> Our podcast does have quarantine directly in the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's been vaccine news since we last recorded, I guess, is maybe the best... <laughs> God, could you imagine somebody finding our podcast and uh, listening to this like 10 years from now and being like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I can respect that, but I suspect 10 years from now, people will know what co- the COVID pandemic was still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. So we watched uh, Fast and Furious Spy Races season one, episode seven and eight. Which was the finale. So it was the finale of the season. And let's start where we always do by me asking you what your top flying takeaway from these two episodes was. Ooh, interesting. I don't, oh, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Shoot. I know you're going to ask this question. I should have thought about it. (laughs) Literally the same question I asked for nine mainline Fast and Furious movies and three episodes of this TV show. I'm sorry. It's no, fine. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I actually thought that the last um, three that we did were more engaging than the last two. Um, interesting. Which was interesting because like it was the finale and a lot happened, but it felt a little bit more like we have to get through this because this is like what happens. I did. I did still like it though. Yeah. I think I think that's I think that's right. It's it's funny. I got really confused uh when uh the bad guy was like my car is totally safe. I was like wait, is there another car? And then like they kind of didn't do a great job of that. I also got confused about that actually. I was like, wait, but he said and then I'm like, oh, he's just wrong. I understand. He's just wrong. <laughs> I thought they did, uh, like, you know what, you know what these last two episodes felt like to me? They felt like one continuous big action sequence from a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> like, like, unlike the, the previous three, like, not a ton of plot, like, all the, we kind of knew what all the plot that was going to happen in this one was, uh, right? Yes and no. I thought the stuff about Shashi's parents was really interesting. But I thought we already knew, we already knew... About Shashi's parents. Did we? Yeah. I think we knew his motivation was that the billionaires killed his pet. Like, also, the show continues to be, like, just amazingly anti-billionaire. Like, the best thing I can say about this show by some distance is it really hates billionaires. Yeah, I didn't didn't know about Shashi's parents uh, before he did this reveal. It's possible that they had mentioned it and I had just missed it or forgotten about it. But when they were Uh going down like the elevator in episode seven and he was talking about his parents, that was like new information to me. Okay. And and in fact, I got really confused and this is kind of funny because he says like, these five billionaires, they used my parents' mind to to make this. And, like, I had to pause and rewind and listen to it again 
because like my dumbass was interpreting that as like his parents' minds are in the computer. <laughs> and then I was I watched I was like really confused. And I rewinded it and watched it again. I'm like, oh, he just means they used their research. <laughs> yeah. But I, I wrote oh. in my I wrote in my notes for this. And this is an exact quote from my notes. Yo, he really does hate rich people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's like a really fun, like, immigrant. Like, like the shows, I think, like, there's a lot of, like, good sort of, like, social teaching stuff for kids in these last few episodes. I have to say, in the final episode, right, Frosty's all, like... I'm gonna hack the mask, but you're only gonna have 10 seconds. And then they say that, they say that 10 second piece like nine times before they actually get to Tony saying, (laughs) well, it's a good thing I've got a 10 second car, right? But it was still so rewarding when it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they just said it so many times. I was like, is this... I don't even know if this is fan service anymore. <laughs> like, like, like you've said it so many times. But then like, it was I, fan service. Yeah, it was. I was like, why? But why are you doing this? <laughs> what What else happens in these two well, episodes? I want to. I, I want to keep talking about Shashi, honestly. Okay. Because the deal he offered to Tony, like. We're like, well, first of all, he's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to open up all the vaults and like do some wealth redistribution, baby. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And then he was like, Tony, you can come with me and we're going to like redistribute all the world's wealth and like blah, blah, blah. And, and like. Let's get one thing clear. I would I would take that deal. Like hashtag Shashi was right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was very confused as to how this made Shashi the bad guy, honestly. Like, that feels to me like in the setup of the universe, like the mainline cinematic universe, taking a bunch of money from billionaires is something Dom would 100% do. Yeah. Right? Like, Dom is not siding with the billionaires and the US government in that <laughs> situation. Absolutely. <laughs> like and, so, in, and in fact Shashi even has that like extremely extra aesthetic where he like has just money flying out of the sky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm totally for it. Yeah, I mean in, in Fast and Furious 5, they literally set fire to a pallet of money. So <laughs> like what am I supposed to believe? about the motivation in this universe, you know? Like, yeah. Ugh. The mask was pretty badass, too. Like, I was oh, a little yeah. bit, like, the whole concept of Skeleton Key was, like, interesting, but I was like, how are they going to do this? Like, oh, you you control the code. Like, it's an interesting idea, I guess, but I wasn't clear on how that was going to play out in a way that was interesting for, like, a fight. But the mask was very cool. <laughs> yeah, my take on this is that, um, like, I actually, I am afraid of the mask. Like, mm. some of the graphics on that thing are scary as fuck. And it, like, 
makes people's eyes glow red and like mm-hmm. oh god no that thing gave me nightmares i swear to god it's just interesting that you say that because i can see that i didn't feel that way about the mask specifically but there was something in the, these episodes that like actually frightened me also oh, yeah. and i thought that it was interesting that i was like wow this is like a kids show but like they really hit on something that actually frightens me um which is that i actually have like a minor fear of um, like being trapped in a car in that way. Uh-huh. Like oh. the, the way that Layla was trapped in the car and it was still doing stuff. Like that's yeah, yeah, a thing yeah. for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Like in that scene where like she's in the car and then it like seals and then mm-hmm. like they're all like they're all making like a, a pentagram style. Which, I was just like. Which was very cool and very arcane looking. Yeah, I was like, this is the most elaborate way to secure a vault you could possibly because <laughs> everyone's so extra penelope <laughs> yeah no like like it's very i want to say sort of true to the universe i guess where like the cars form of the key to the vault via this like arcane pentagram ritual yeah 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 <laughs> I really liked that they were able to strip all the technology out of their cars and then like that was actually a plot point. And then like I was really confused. Frosty was in a, a key car, I think, being dragged behind the SUV. Or like how did that work? I was not sure. I'm not sure what car that specifically was, but yeah, he was getting dragged behind the SUV for a while, and then they were like Cisco was like, All right, time for you to steer and like let go of the like thing that was attaching mm-hmm. them. Yeah, wild. So you were right that Frosty did get to drive. So that was exciting. Yeah, but not a powered car. There was the moment <laughs> I thought it was going to happen, which right. is when he got in, in the key car and he was adjusting the seat. And I was like, yes, Frosty is going to drive. I'm so excited. And then the bad guys showed up and like <laughs> pulled him out. And I was like, boo. So, Yeah. I also had a frosty moment that I really liked, which was, well, first, when they were in the cars and they had torn all the stuff out, Frosty's Mm. car still got targeted, and it's because they were wearing the medallion that had tech in it, which I thought was a a nice touch, so they throw away the medallion, but then later... When they're like, oh, I, I threw away my medallion, so, like, I can't solder these pieces together. And I'm like, the fucking world is going to end because Frosty doesn't have a soldering iron on their person. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they they jacked a drone. Hell to, yeah, uh, they did. Echo was, like, <laughs> flying through the air with it. So badass. Uh, uh, this show... And this is the thing, right? It's This is one of the reasons it's kind of like a Fast and Furious movie. It rewards you with all of these just completely ridiculous moments. We should talk about the cars going between the buildings then. Yes, absolutely. I saw that and I was like, oh, this is yet another plot point taken from a... And they did it twice. Yeah, wait, they did it twice? Well, because he he goes up the pyramid ramp to, like, go into the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that one made me laugh, because I was like, oh, it's so convenient that he got on the right floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there were many reasons why that was suspicious, and, like... (laughs) And then then the second time was trying to do the building-to-building thing. So they kind of did that shtick two times which i thought was good and like tony being like if dom can do it i can do it i liked that yeah i 
I was not sure if the if Dom can do it, I can do it was a reference to the movies. Oh, to me, it seemed very clear that like Tony was aware of Dom's stunt between the buildings in seven or whatever. Okay, so you think that was that was from the movies? Yes, I do. Okay. Also, Dom showed up again. Yes. But but like for all of like. 30 seconds right well he was there twice because he went and talked to ms nowhere and then he saved i liked kind of the shtick that they did with like tony's gonna fail between the buildings and then he gets like saved by dom right dom's like i'm so proud of you right yeah oh i have a set piece i want to talk about okay um Gary, Miss yes. Nowhere's bodyguard, yes. fighting yes. all the army guys. It was so badass. I loved <laughs> it so much. I, I, I like when they were like, arrest arrest her. And then Gary just like fucking decimates like all of these guys. That was like <laughs> a really well choreographed fight scene too. Yeah, yeah. The animation was really good and just like the whole thing and... <laughs> While I was watching that scene, I was thinking about in when we watched episode one and we were talking in the show about like, it's pretty well animated. I wonder if it will continue to be this well animated because <laughs> it really has like the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of pieces of stiff animation throughout. Like I, w- I would say the show has mostly good animation with like a couple of places where it's really not very good. Mostly just Dom. Dom still looks bad. Oh, God. (laughs) I think Vin Diesel must have, like, overly directed the animators into... I totally uh, agree. uh, (laughs) Because, yeah, like, like, it's so rough. And, like, by comparison with every other character... It's it's because everyone else is stylized in the, like, style of the animation, except for him yeah like it ugh, yeah so bad i love nowhere's jet suit <laughs> i was gonna say if we're talking about gary we have to talk about nowhere because yeah. like that whole that whole scene with the jet suit and the high heels on the plane it oh. was so good yeah and she's like trying to break in and they're like frosty shaker <laughs> and frosty who has just learned to fly this plane is suddenly like um, and the quote, uh, I've forgotten more about being an international spy. <laughs> yes. Than you'll ever... <laughs> Actually, the, the thing I really liked about that scene was like every time someone complimented her and she's like, thank you, Frosty. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Shashi is on the call and she's like, we don't generally <laughs> have the bad guys on the call. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen with her. Uh, I hope she's I hope she's back in Rio. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she will be. Like they've made her too good of a character to not use her, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I say that as someone who actually like she annoyed me in the first two or three episodes and I didn't want to rain on your parade because you were so excited about her, but then I did a total 180. I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> I'm actually so I'm really curious to see if they integrate their the past adventures of the cinematic universe in Rio into Oh yeah, that would, that would by be Racist Rio. Right? Because like, you know, Dom Dom tore up downtown Rio with a safe 
Uh. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that actually, because like I knew that they had been to Rio in the mainline movies, but I have a really hard time keeping track of like what events happened in what place. So yes, I mean, that was the safe. That's that's reasonable because so many things happen in so many different places. And and then they spend like two whole movies in London. Yeah. Like, it's it's funny, right? They spend so much time all over the world, and then they spend like two and a half full movies in London. It's because it's because they want to spend time with uh, the the best characters in the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Wait, I have an important question for you though. Where do you rank Frosty against the Shaws? Oh no, I like the Shaws better. I love the Shaws so much. That's that's valid. Like, <laughs> I think if, uh, I think if I had to separate the Shaws out into individual characters, it might be different. But I'm like very into the Shaw family dynamics. So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> As we know, your heart desires a Mama Shaw and Rock's daughter spinoff. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't that be the best spin-off movie? Isaiah and I were actually discussing that like Samantha Hobbs would be a good character for Spy Racers. Yeah, but like the problem with that is like she's in the cinematic universe, right? And so like So? Wouldn't that cause problems with them doing stuff with her in the cinematic universe or I don't know. I don't know. I just want I just want Samantha Hobbs. <laughs> uh, Fast and Furious writers hit us up for a, <laughs> a Samantha Hobbs and Mama Shaw universe spinoff. Yeah, we'll do we'll do the wedding, and they'll all be there. Wait, what wedding? Who who's getting married? Uh, Hobbs and Shaw Lady. Oh right, 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 right. And <sighs> Samantha can be the flower girl. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before on the show. I'm very into yeah. this Hobbshaw wedding idea. We God, we have see see well there is gonna be a Hobbs and Shaw too, right? I, so I think so, yeah. No, that there is. Okay. That was, well, that, sorry, that wasn't a question. Well, I, I, had read, I had read that there was, and then I had read that there was like only gonna be two more fast and furious movies but i'm pretty sure they mean mainline movies yeah 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 yeah. there are two more mainline movies and then hobbs and shot two yeah and you know and then whatever I, movie we write after yeah we should god they should let us write one of these movies honestly hobbs and shot two is probably the movie i feel most qualified to write anyway <laughs> i love hobbs and shot so much oh god okay Here, here's my pitch on the opening shot for, okay. or the opening scene for Hobbs and Shaw 2. It's it's their wedding, and, like, um, it actually, like, the intro is, like, more like a romantic movie where it's, like, upbeat music, and she's, mm-hmm. like, in the, you know, bridal suite getting ready, and The Rock is, you know, with, like, s- some groomsmen getting ready, right? With all of his many, many, many cousins as all of his groomsmen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, we do that for a bit, uh, and then he's, like, uh, up there at the altar, she's walking down the aisle, the upbeat music fades out, you have uh, Packer Bell's cannon starts playing, uh, and, like, right as she gets up there, a bunch of Etienne guys 
like there's a huge explosion and a bunch of Etion guys show up and like completely ruin it and then like the next 15 minutes is them like fighting the the way out of their own wedding in their obviously, wedding outfits and stuff yeah yeah obviously with mama Shaw and owen Shaw, like right and and samantha hobbs is there and ryan reynolds is character is there <laughs> right and then they like and and uh all of the samoans are there right and they fight right, that right. way at, out of the wedding and then like i don't know some shit one of one of the two of them gets kidnapped or something is then taken to the other side of the world and is like fighting their way out and basically like the the plot of the movie is them having to come back together again by fighting bad guys so they can get married love it Sign steel delivered. Isn't isn't that a great isn't that a great pitch for this movie? Yes, it's so good. Contact us. We got this. Is there anything else you'd like yeah, to say like about this. season <laughs> season one of Spy Races? <laughs> what? You know, actually, let's take a second to just like talk about the overall season. Right now, we've seen all of it. Yeah. As I've said, I really like the show. I think the season was great. Like they set, they set the characters up, they set the universe up. They have a kind of a romp around for a while, right? Like it ends in a big flashy. Like it feels kind of like a Fast and Furious. Like the whole season feels like a Fast and Furious yeah. movie. It escalates in the same way that the whole franchise does in a way where like they're doing yeah. street racing yeah, 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 at yeah. the beginning, but then by the end they're saving the world and shit. Right, exactly. It starts with uh, illegal street racing, uh, which I know is something you you have been dearly missing from uh, it's true. the more the more recent movies. I can't I can't believe that Tony and Layla didn't hook up at the end of season one. Yeah, that feels like a mistake. I don't know. I kind of like that. Like, obviously, she's going to come back around and there's going to be more with her later. So it's not that I'm against playing the long game on it. I was just surprised because I thought that they would. Okay, I don't know. I want I mean, (laughs) I'm I guess I'm just a big romantic. She did come back and save him. She did. It's true. Uh, Should we wrap? Yeah. This is like, I mean, it's fine that it's going to be a little longer, but it's only because we like took a detour to talk about Hobbs and Shaw 2 for like a while. (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, I think our audience does not care about the like length of our podcast. (laughs) Like all, all 15 audience members or whatever it is that we have. We appreciate all of you. All 15 (laughs) of you. Yeah, we love you so much. (laughs) anyone who actually listens to this podcast on a recurring basis like we truly appreciate it if you are here listening to us say this 25 minutes into the the fourth episode about the cartoons and you're still listening to our show we're talking to you directly right now we appreciate you yeah we love you so much please come hang out with us I wonder if Rain. I wonder if Rain is still listening to, to this. <laughs> we'll probably find out because now that you've said that, if he is, yeah. he's going to contact us about it. Rain, Rain if you're hearing this, uh, at us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, one more thing. 
I, I already told I already told Penelope this, but yesterday I was in my living room and my husband was upstairs putting together a bookshelf for me, and I could hear him listening to our show. Me and Penelope's <laughs> voice is coming from upstairs. That's the most wholesome moment in my life. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Thanks for listening to Stationary and Sassy. From me, Jamie, and me, Penelope. Until next time, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time.